Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would talk to the follow groans of our heart that makes teaching, preaching easy and receptible for your people. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will baptize your people with fire of understanding and revelation, God. That you open up their ears, that you will open up their understanding to the truth, to hear what God is saying unto the churches in this hour. God, I thank you, God, for bringing us this far in this journey. It was not bringing us of ourselves, but it was Jesus Christ and him alone. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be the wise and the foolish. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 through 30. Isaiah 29, 13 and 14. Proverbs 16 and 9. Proverbs 21 and 2. Ecclesiastes 1. 8 through 10. One of the things that is happening this hour is that man is becoming and think they're wise in their own, in his own eyes or in their own eyes. But they're not wise in the things of God. God does not see man as being wise. God sees man as being foolish, capable of error and making mistakes. Because when you look and see what Adam and Eve did, they could not follow God's uh, instructions. And the instructions that God gave them, it could not go forth in the beginning. And before that, you need to understand what happened. Satan fell. Because of pride and being lifted up. Then you have Genesis where Eve is being deceived and the deception and the strong delusion is in the land and man is still foolish and capable of error and making mistakes and coming up and talk a strong delusion. And that's why the earth is in the state that it's in. I looked up the word wise. It says, especially do use of knowledge, discerning and judging soundly concerning what is true or false. And because man is in a place now that they under a strong delusion and they're thinking that they wiser than the creator, they are under a strong delusion and Satan has taken that pride and lifted it up above themselves. But nothing in God is going to be lifted up and exalted above his word. Because Satan could not fool God. Satan fooled Adam and Eve because they ate from the forbidden fruit. God warned them and told them about the knowledge of good and evil. 
But even knowing that without the spirit of Christ, even though you know something is evil, you're still are going to fall for it. Because when the spirit of Christ is not in you, and you're not governed by the things of God, you're subject for a fall. And therefore, when you come into a place that you fall and you become foolish, but you were really foolish before the fall, because you listen to the wrong thing, but yet you knew good and evil. And that's why we live in an hour now that they talk, call it right, wrong, and wrong, right. And yet, even though you know something is wrong, you're going to still follow it because of the strong delusion that was in yourself. You need to ask yourself, have you lifted yourself above the things of God? And that's why God has kicked you off of the throne and we're in a place that you're in now, that you're in a place now that you cannot understand and discern the things of God. you got to understand something. God judges everything. He judges it according to what has been done. So it depends on what has been done in your life. This God does that. You got to understand something. What is happening when you fall into a place of sin, God judges you because of that. You need to understand something. There's no greater or no lesser sin except the blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. But we do that all the time because of God's grace and mercy. We are in a place now that we can repent and make it right. But even in this town now, even if people are under this strong delusion, but God is still giving them a chance in that space and time to repent and come into a place that they understand the truth and the knowledge of what Jesus Christ is. The truth and the knowledge of what Jesus Christ is overrides what Adam and Eve did when they ate from the garden of life and they knew good and evil because you're able to be in a place that the Holy Ghost can come in and break it down and make it in a place that you can rightly divide the word of truth. That's why you need the Holy Ghost power. Without the Holy Ghost power, man is subject to the error and the sins. But you say that people now say that they got the Holy Ghost, but why they're still falling? Because that's the grace of God that God has not giving them a place that they can just go off and be dead somewhere. But because of his grace and mercy, because Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary for our sins, huh? you're in that time and place to repent and you're in a place that God can deal with you, that you can make it right. That is the difference between Adam and Eve. God is not going to put you out huh? because he's already secured you with his shedding of his blood. Huh? There's no sin that is done that there was no remission of sin. That's why Jesus Christ came in. Huh? You need to understand something Adam and Eve did not have. They had a commandment. They had a choice to make. Even in that choice, they got put out. God does not put you out because of what Jesus Christ did. But we are foolish. But we want to say whatever man soweth, that's what he shall reap. If you sow corruption, that's what you reap corruption. You sow lying and deceit, that's what you will reap. Because of God's grace and mercy, because of what he's done for us, he'll let you fall into these different things that you sown, these sinful acts so you can learn, and that you will come back into that place that you can overcome by telling somebody else what you have done. But everybody now is in the things of Christ, want to hide what they have done, and now you got a generation of people that's not being told the truth, that has not been told that Jesus Christ 
can do it because we're the examples. We're the miracles that's living in the earth, but the miracle light, it seems like it's going out in people, but people want to act like they came into this place all of a sudden in Christ Jesus. There's a trial and error. There were some foolish things. There were some mistakes that we made, but because of Jesus Christ's grace and mercy, because of him shedding his blood on Calvary, we have a right to, re to the tree of life. We have a, a right to all of these benefits in spite of what he's done. Huh? But a lot of times we don't understand huh, that the decision and stuff that we're making now and we say that we got the Holy Ghost but people do not have a relationship in God. Huh? It is not solid. It's not strong. Huh? It does not mean that God has changed his mind about what he's done on Calvary. Huh? He's just giving you a chance in an hour to repent in this time and season that you're in. Huh? So people say, well, why I need the Holy Ghost? And everybody else is still falling. Huh? You need to understand something and there's a difference because the spirit of Christ dwells within man. Huh? You got to understand something. Huh? Back in the older days, the spirit dwelled over man for a certain time and season, but they did not walk with God all the time. The Holy Spirit did not walk with God with them all the time. The Holy Ghost fell upon them and they did even though the prophets and the, and the men, some of the men and the women of the Bible, they lived righteous lives, huh? but yet they were still capable of subject to sin huh? and they had to suffer the consequences of what they done. Huh? Even though now that we're in a place that the Holy Ghost is within man, we do not suffer the total consequences that we could. Does God turn us over to Satan for the destruction of our flesh that our soul may be saved? God teaches us a lesson. We do not get the quick judgment that we deserve because of what Jesus Christ did. But man is still continuing to be foolish. Man is continuing to still think that they know more than what Jesus Christ knows. And now God is stepping in the earth and he's going to show who he really is in this hour. But there's nobody lifting up the name of Jesus. There's nobody that's telling about the overcoming power of Jesus Christ. They were overcome by their testimony. Nobody's trying to tell their testimony. They're trying to cover it up. They're trying to cover up their past. you got to understand something. Your past has made you who you are right now. It's one thing about God. God comes in and redefines it and gives you understanding so you don't walk in that sting of death, that sting of pain of what the sin that you have suffered in this earth has done to you. That's why you can go in and talk about it and tell it. But people are not having a true relationship with God. People are not having a true encounter with the thing of God. They don't know God. They know what the pastor's saying. They know what mom and daddy said. But yet they don't have a real encounter with the things of God. So now all they have is just the word. But they don't have no understanding. They don't have no experience is to go along with what God has already said. They have not sat down long enough with God and see let God do some things in them. Because you live in this microwave generation. You want it right now. But the things in God has to be seasoned over a period of time. You need to understand something. God is not like McDonald's. Huh? He's not like your favorite restaurant where he's going to over-season you. Huh? God season you until the time that you're ready to come forth. Huh? And a lot of you are overdone. Huh? Some of you are overdoing what God has told you to do. Huh? And you need to know that the South has lost its flavor and God ain't moving in your life like he should be because he stepped away from you so you can let the God can come in and let Satan come in and deal with your flesh. But instead of you letting God come in and deal with your flesh. You want to make your whole mind and body over. But let me tell you something about God. God deals with the inner man. That's something that can't nobody cut up. That's something that can't nobody counsel out. That ain't something somebody can cast out. 
God has a way to override what he's already said in his word. So when the pastor speaks and says God is healed and God says, no, you're not. I see what you continue to keep doing. So he overrides what he said because of your condition and state that you're in. God spoke to the prophet and told the king, guess what, you finna die. God spoke to him just that quick when the man repented and he had to come back. He said, I was worried about being a lying prophet. God said, you better do what I tell you to do. Choosing the best ends and the best means for accomplishing them. Sagacious. Having a showing keen mental discernment and good judgment. Strewed. Wisdom. The quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. Foolish. Of a personal action, liking good sense or judgment unwise. Foolishness, lack of good sense or judgment, stupidity. And man has come into a place now that they're not hearing God because they feel that the wisdom that they have is within themselves. When you think that you're wise in your own eyes, there's death and destruction. What is that death and destruction? That you're going to go through a lot of things in this earth. you got to understand something. God created evil for an evil man in an evil day. That's why God would allow evil things to happen, allow things to happen to you to get you into a place, a red alignment with him that he can deal with you. Because when pride on top of stupidity and foolishness have already been combined with your own wisdom. That makes a stiff-necked person. That makes a hard person. Have you ever done with deal with somebody that thought that they had the whole package and they got there on their own? And you got to understand something. You nobody gets up the letter on their own, but then they come into a place that they're hard and they come into a place that you can't tell them nothing. They're very stern and about how they're going to do it. <laughs> and you're trying to tell them that there's something down the road coming that you did not have wisdom or that you could not predict they're still going to go huh? and sometimes God has to put a stumbling block has to put a wall there so you can hit it in order for the things around you to shatter that God can come in and embrace you and that covers you through that terrible time in your life huh? but because you got into a place now you can't see the stumbling blocks you can't see the things that God is trying to do for you so you won't hit that brick wall so now God says I'm removing myself in this season and I'm going to let you feel the shattering of the glass it's going to stick to you it's going to come in and, and cut your brain up it's going to come in and cut some things it's going to come in and shatter some things around your heart so you can really see what I was trying to do in that season and an hour before the storm came and now that it came you got to feel the brunt of the wind you got to feel the brunt of the wind blowing and of the shattering of all the things around you you got to feel the crashing of the storm. You got to have the unpeace at night. You got to have the 
twisting and turning in the bedroom at night. Huh? You got to have the boyfriend and the children huh? and the husband and the wife mad at you huh? and the girlfriend mad at you. Huh? He said, I shouted at and I allowed these things to happen in your life. Huh? When I was trying to warn you, huh? you were so stern. Huh? You forgot me. Huh? You let everything else huh? um gave you instructions and sound judgment based on their wisdom. Huh? But you failed to hearken and hear the voice of God. Huh? And God said, now in this season, huh, I'm going to cause the wind to blow. Huh? And it's not going to blow huh, things in your life. Huh? It's going to blow things to your life. Huh? And that in which you already had. Huh? Because your wisdom was foolish. Huh? And your understanding was huh, not a sound mind and judgment. Huh? You need to understand what God is saying. Huh? You need to understand what God is trying to tell you. Huh? There's a storm coming. Huh? Because you were foolish and wise in your own eyes. Huh? And you failed to hear the voice of God. Huh? And God said there's a something coming in the air. Huh? And it's not only going to cause rain and wind. Huh? But it's going to cause destruction. Huh? It's going to cause you to lose some things. Huh? That you built up. Huh? And I'm going to cause of things to happen. Huh? That you thought that you passed in your life. But God said, I know how to bring it back. You need to understand something. The word of God said, I'll cast seven demons out. But he said, I'll bring seven more. If I find out that you're backslidden, if I find out that you've forsaken my ways, if I find out that you become hard-headed and stiff-necked and stern in your own ways. But God says, I'm going to do this thing. Because you got to go through this lesson. Because you didn't want to heed to sound wisdom. And I told you time and time again. But you kept making excuses for your lack of faith in me. It's not going to kill you. You think you're going to die. You may want to commit suicide. You may want to run to another town. But you won't be able to do it. Because my hand is still on you. But you're going to come out more humble more receptive to my voice. Because you allowed yourself to, to get caught up in the strong delusions. First Corinthians 1, 18. The gospel is not earthly wisdom. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. That's why the world and the church have taken on the same spirit. And they've mixed 
a little bit of God and with a little bit of lie, a little bit of deception, and a little bit of their will. And you sat and thought you were sitting at God's table that was prepared by the Holy Spirit, and yet you sat at a man's table and didn't know that you were eating poison food. But yet the table was exactly like it's God said it was going to be. But you didn't see the hands that prepared it because you were so caught up. But you were not discerning the times in which you're living in. So some people think that they're going to be sitting at God's table and that God is going to be giving them the, the bread and the wine. And you're going to think that it's going to be God washing your hands and your feet. Because before you had to sit in the table when you came through the door because of the, the, uh, the way the land was over there. You got to wash your feet because they wore sandals. You washed your hands. But you can't see that they're washing their feet in dirty water. You cannot see their hands is being with bloodshed. For the innocent souls. They had to sacrifice to make and prepare this table. And it's of the finest china that's in this world. But the table that God had prepared and laid out for them It was made by spiritual hands. And it was spiritually orchestrated. And he has prepared a table for the very elect, the ones that heart is with him. That understood his wisdom and his revelation. But it was a spiritual food to feed you for the strength that you would need in this last hour. But you didn't want that. Because you were murmuring and complaining like the children out there in the wilderness over mammon that they had every day. Because they let the mixed multitude come in and whisper in their ears. So God slew them with quail. But spiritual food is better than meat and fine china. So now you at this wicked table. And because you are in a strong delusion, you can't see the spiritual aspects of it. Because your wisdom is folly. It's a stupidity. It's not the quality of being wise. You're not mentally discerning good judgment. You can't see the best means of how to handle certain things because you're caught up in the appearance of what you think is quality. And you have no appetite 
for the spiritual things because your belly is full of quail. But everybody knows a full belly makes a lazy person. But the spiritual food gives you energy. And you don't understand this. When David now, excuse me, when Daniel, Meshach, Rashak, and Abednego, they didn't eat the king's food. They ate vegetables, they ate light food, and their appearance was better than, the counter, than their counterparts. But what they're feeding you is death. But you're foolish and you can't see it. You're so stern in your ways. We're still talking about the wise and the foolish. 1 Corinthians 1 and 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the desperate um, of the age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Listen to this. It's foolishness to God. It don't make sense. It's stupidity. It's liking judgment and discerning quality. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. It was crazy on what the gospel was doing. And the wise and the students of this world could not understand it or comprehend it because they were looking for deep knowledge. But they didn't understand the simplicity of the gospel that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was filling a prophecy that was hundreds of years old. But they were looking at their oppressors. They were looking at the hard rulership that they were under and the severe taxes they had to pay. And they didn't understand what it was really about. And the people in this hour, even though the people that are feeding you stuff that is profane, but you're still looking for your government to bail you out. And to stop all of these hard taxes and to really give your child a best education. It's for those that are want to be wise and prudent and far educated in the things of God. And God will give them the wisdom of both worlds. And it won't be contaminated like it was in the Garden of Eden because Jesus Christ has shed his blood. And it cannot contaminate what God has already sanctified and purified. So your children, along with you, are sitting at this contaminated table. And it's got the best. 
but it's with bloodshed. It's been washed with dirty water. There's going to be more riots in the streets. There's going to be more protests. There's going to be more discrimination. And they're telling you everything that they're going to do to you. But yet you're still looking and praying that this governmental system will get better. It will get different. But it can't. Let's go on down. 22. For the Jews requested a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. You see that? What is the sign? What is the sign? But the Greek seek after what? Wisdom. Wisdom of the world. It was a time that the Greeks had all of this knowledge. It was flourishing. And then all of a sudden it went away. And I can't think if they call it the Dark Ages or not. Or the Renaissance, excuse me. But then after the Renaissance, then it became a, a dark time where all of the stuff was destroyed, all of the wisdom, all of the things that they had built up, all the architectural, all the knowledge, all of everything, it fell away and it was destroyed. And this is what God is going to do. He's going to destroy the wisdom of this world. But the Jews are still seeking for the time of the Messiah. There's not going to be no sign. He stepped of the sign of Jonah. He says they're going to be eating and drinking and carrying on and doing everything. And this is what the world is doing. The signs are already there, but yet, guess what? Nobody's taking heed because nobody wants to study the scriptures. Nobody wants to rightly divide the word of truth. They read half, the Jews read half of Isaiah prophecy about there was going to be a lamb that was going to come and wounded and that's going to save and, and die for the sins of the world. But they kept thinking that he hadn't come yet and that whoever it is that he was a prophet, he was a good man, he was a righteous man, but they could not understand that it was Jesus Christ because they were looking for somebody to save them. And this is when the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. He's going to come into a place that the world is full of chaos, that everything is going to be laid out and there's going to be so much going on and he's going to step on the scene and he's going to give you this false perception of the Lord's Supper and the Lord's table and you don't understand that it's contaminated. It's full of bloodshed. It's been washed with dirty water and there's nothing that's going to come out. The Bible says how can hot and cold come out of the same fountain? That means it was contaminated and you need to understand something. Your wisdom is going to fall. Your wisdom of the Greeks and the Jews are going to fall. Your signs and wonders are going to fall because you're going to miss the second coming of Jesus Christ because you're caught up into the things of the world. And you're going to miss Jesus Christ because you was expecting it another way. The wisdom and the foolish. And 
and you can't discern or judge anything soundly because it's not in your heart. The Bible says resist the devil and he should flee. But we're not resisting. We're just accepting everything that he's given us. We're not warring in the spirit. We're not praying and fasting. We're not laying before God that we can understand that the table that God has for us now is spiritual food that's going to keep us. It's spiritual things that's going to last and give us the wisdom and tell us what to do when God tells you to leave this place because they're going to bomb it. Or when God said, don't buy that food, it's contaminating and poison. You're not going to understand these things. You're going to look at it because I'm hungry. I'm going to buy it anyway. And I'll just put a little vinegar and salt on it and it's going to kill it but some things that's going to happen in the end time that vinegar and salt won't do it huh? you need to understand something huh? what did they give Jesus Christ when he said he was thirsty huh? they gave him vinegar huh? why would you give somebody vinegar on the cross huh? and they're dying they need pure water huh? they need to be cleansed to be thirst huh? but they ain't going to be able to do that huh? you're going to be just like the sacrificial lamb huh? and you're not even going to know it huh? you're not going to know that you're going to be one of the sacrifices huh? You want to know why the table is full of blood? It's going to be the blood of your children. It's going to be the blood of your mom and your daddy. It's going to be your blood because you're not going to understand what Jesus Christ is doing. And you're going to just fall to calamity like the rest of them. You're going to get caught up just like the Jews and the Greek, looking for the wisdom, looking for the signs and wonders. And God said, my signs and wonders are going to be spiritually deserved. Verse 23, 1 Corinthians 18, I mean, 1 and 22. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greek foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the wickedness of God is stronger than man. So those that are sealed and that's eating spiritual food, even the foolishness will not be able to overtake them. The wickedness will not be able to take them because they're eating spiritual food that's not contaminated. They're eating from a clean table. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Let's go down to 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world. And the things that are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Let's go to Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29. And I want to tell you something that God has shown me. God is going to do a marvelous work while the church is acting foolish. 
Isaiah 29 and 13. Therefore the God said, inasmuch as the people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but have removed their heart far from me. My people, he's talking about the church. They said it out of their mouth, but it's not in their heart. That's why deception and foolishness and the wisdom of the world steps in. When Eve took out her mind what God had said through her husband, he told her, guess what? She focused on what he had said. The wicked one. And she was captivated by his words. You don't know at that time if he was really a snake. Because he didn't curse Satan until Genesis 3.15. But she was captivated. by what he said. So in essence, she sat at this contaminated table. She went for the dirty water and the blood that was shed was the souls that she took with her and then Jesus Christ had to go down to Hades and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave to reverse the curse that we can eat at this spiritual table. No remission of sin. Isaiah 29. And the field towards me is, is taught by the commandments of man. Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work amongst these people. Who are these people? The ones that have held out and have not eaten at Satan's table, have not listened, have gone into spiritual warfare, the ones that have gone through much persecution, but have stayed faithful. Those are the ones that he's talking about. I want you to see this and understand what Jesus Christ is saying. But we don't understand. Let's, I got to go here to the church of Philadelphia. Genesis, I mean, Revelations 3. And he's talking to the church of Philadelphia. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. 
and no one can share it, for you have a little strength. Have kept my word and have not denied my name. That has gone through much persecution. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish. God is going to deal with all the people that's at this table. It's a huge table. This table is, is so huge. It's bigger than the, the righteous table or the table that's been fed with the mammon from heaven that's clean, that hands and feet has been washed. So all of this wisdom and foolishry is going to cease. He's going to let Satan ride for a little while and accept the power that I give him to do these things. So God has given Satan this power to deceive those. Because God is testing the hearts of man right now to see who's strong. Who's going to keep my word and my faith. You got a little strength, but you ain't denied me. For the riches of this world, for the knowledge of this world, to get ahead in this world. The two, it ain't, it ain't, nobody want a $100,000 job, no. They want the $300,000 job. They want the Louis Vuitton, the Gucci. Satan got it at this filthy table. And the red bottoms that they wearing. $2,500 shoes when you know the history behind red bottles. It's got to be a sacrifice. Isaiah 29 and 14. And the understanding of their prudent Men shall be hidden. And this is what God is saying. Let's go to Ecclesiastics. One. And eight. Ecclesiastics one, eight through 10. All things are full of labor. Listen to that. All things are full of labor. I'm going to either labor in the vineyard of God or I'm going to labor in the sewage pit of hell at the perverted table because Satan is always going to require something of you that you labor for. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ears filled with hearing. That which has been, it, been is what will be. That which is done 
is what will be done. All he's saying is the game that Satan played with Eve and Adam in the garden, he's just doing it now. The Bible tells you this. There's a time in the limitation. There's a time to cry. There's a time to weep. There's a time to do all of these things. There's nothing new. You think that your tears are new, but somebody has cried them thousands of years before you. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. I want to tell you something. Proverbs 21 and 2, the NIV version, it says a person may think their own way are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. The belief of each man is right in his own eyes. This proverb expressed that everyone thinks in his point of view that whatever he thinks and believes, they are right and others are wrong. It is very difficult for someone to give way for other thoughts. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' mighty name, amen.